Hey guys, welcome to Feeling Twisty, episode 52. So how was your week? We had a great one. This is, we just celebrated Thanksgiving here in the U.S. And it was a fun, probably the best Thanksgiving I've had as far back as I can remember in my adult life. It was just a blast. And it's not because, because other people did something to cause me to have a better Thanksgiving than normal. No, it comes from within me, my own consciousness, my own awareness. As Neville says, my own wonderful human imagination. Um, and I'm talking about persistence this week and persist. And let me kind of tell you about my week. Okay, so usually I don't look forward. In the past, I have not looked forward to Thanksgiving or Christmas for that matter. Uh, yeah, as a child, I did, sure. But as an adult, it just, I looked for uh, everything negative. Uh, that's what I would see. All the things I didn't like, having to deal with um, my family, my extended family, my in laws, having to spend more money on special food, you know, this, have to buy the turkey, have to get the, you know, all of these things and all the preparation. I just, I assumed it was a chore and it was hard work and all these awful things that I, I just hated the holidays. I hated the having to, the run up to it, having to do all the prep. And then, you know, it was just by the end of the day, I'm just like bloated and exhausted and just ready for it to be over. And so that's what I always experienced. Exactly. I got exactly what I assumed to be true. And so this past week, uh, and another thing, real quick, we always spend uh, our Thanksgiving with my parents at my parents' house. We all, my my family, my kids, Kim and I, we all go there, and whoever's in town in the family go there as well. And it's just been that way all my children's life. We would go there, and so that's what they know. And we didn't find out that Thanksgiving wasn't going to be at my parents' house until a week before Thanksgiving. So I got the text from my sister who lives a few hours away. Hey, we're having it over here. Uh, and it was a surprise. Like, oh, okay, something different. But when I told my kids, <laughs> it, the reaction, it, it was it just an echo of my what I was feeling too. They were like, what? We always do Thanksgiving at Grammy and Pawpaws. Why are we going over there? That's, that's not how we do things. We do it this way. <laughs> and so I wasn't sure uh, the... the uh, I didn't let my sister know right off. I'm like, let me see. I'll let you know. I need to talk to Kim. Uh, and so I talked to Kim uh, that this past that past weekend or the following weekend, the weekend before Thanksgiving. And we knew that in on our vehicle, we there are two things that had to be done for us to be able to go to out of town to Thanksgiving. We had to get the brakes done. The brakes. Uh, had to be replaced and we needed tires we had to have new tires before we traveled that far on the highway so all of these things had to happen before thanksgiving now in the past other times i would have immediately told my sister well no we can't go we can't go because i can't afford it i have to get brakes which is not cheap and then i have to get tires which is even more expensive and i would i would have shot it down immediately not even bothered telling my family that it was an option because 
well, we can't afford it. The money's not there. There's no way. There's no way we're going to get brakes and tires done in the next five days. You know, if you've ever bought either one of those, you know it's not cheap. But in the past, when I, I looked to the physical world as, my, as the cause, and I reacted to the physical world, when my whole life was a reaction to what I experienced, that's how I would have, what I would have done. Well, no, the money's not there. This can't happen. There's not enough time. There's not enough money. No way this is happening. So anyway, I'll speed this up. On the, during the weekend, I was able to get brakes. Ended up, uh, you know, it, it was the brake pads got that done. Oh no, you need rotors too because the rotors uh, are shot. Okay, new rotors. So the money, you know, we could spend more money for that. But I wasn't worried. We got this. Because I know my consciousness leads and what I perceive as the physical world is just me experiencing what I'm conscious of. So, good, done, got the brakes. Monday rolls around and, uh, and there was no, at the time, there was not money in the account to cover the cost of tires and buy groceries and pay bills, you know that added expense. Tuesday comes, that's still not there. Uh, and I did have a moment, Tuesday evening, I had a moment where like, okay, maybe, maybe I'm just gonna call this, I'm gonna call this one and say, we're not going. <laughs> we're not going. Yeah, we got the brakes, but the tires aren't done yet. I'm just gonna say, we're not gonna go. And immediately that felt wrong. It just felt, ugh, it didn't feel right. Um, where in the past, that reaction, like, we're not going, would have been totally normal and natural to me. But when I did it, made the call and texted my family, my kids and wife, and said, we're not going, it just felt, it just felt wrong. And um, I immediately got, the, got responses from my kids. The same kids who were the week before were like, what? What do you mean? We don't want to go. We're supposed to stay here in town. We do Thanksgiving here. We're now saying, what? What do you mean we're not going? We want to go. And my wife te uh, texted me and it's like, what's going on? What happened to you? And so we get on the phone and I tell her, I'm like, baby, we, I had to call it. We have one more business day to get the tires. And I just made the decision, which still felt, it made me feel icky inside. It just made me feel gross. <laughs> like this is just not comfortable saying this, calling this as a, as a, uh, that we're not going to go. So we, we kind of talked about it and she said, we're going to get tires tomorrow. I said, okay. So anyway, about 30 minutes later, I get a text from her. And if you've listened to Neville and you've heard or read him talking about Abdullah, uh, his mentor from, uh, his earlier, when he lived in New York back in the thirties or sometime back then, uh, and how his story of going to Barbados and all of that story, look it up if you uh, don't know what I'm talking about. But in that, in that story, Neville wants to go to Barbados and Abdullah says, he basically tells him to live in the end, think from Barbados. And there's a saying, if, you've, if you follow anybody that, has, that studies Neville and in the Neville groups, you hear people say, slam the door, you know, and that's what Abdullah did to Neville. When Neville was doubting, Abdullah actually slammed the door, his bedroom door, to Neville, basically saying, that's it. I'm not going to discuss it with you. I'm not going to 
entertain this doubt and this negativity because you already in Barbados. You already where you are already where you want to be. So anyway, I got a slam the door moment. I've never gotten one from anybody. Kim texted me. She said, "We have tires. We're going to my." She said my sister's uh, name for Thanksgiving. The door is slammed, <laughs> and I, I I laughed at it. Uh, I texted her back. It's like you got it. So anyway, I'm gonna speed this up even more. I haven't. This is not a very quick story, is it? Thursday. Uh, when the Wednesday morning comes, everything happens so naturally. The money was there to get the tires by 9.50 that morning. I'm walking out of the tire shop with the new tires. Uh, and it's game on. We're going to Thanksgiving at my sister's house. And everything happened so naturally. The tires didn't, you know, God didn't drop them from heaven. They didn't come rolling down the holy mountain, you know, behind a burning bush and there wasn't thunderbolt and lightning and I didn't hear God's voice. Thou shalt have the tires ye seek. Nothing like that. It was just a natural, perfectly wonderful way. The money was there to get the tires. And then a uh, uh, really cool thing, as I'm walking out of the tire place, I get a call from a buddy of mine that needed help with a job that he was uh, working on that day, like right then. And I said yes to it, worked a few hours with him, ended up making almost all the money that I just spent on the tires I had made back by helping him with that job. It just all worked out perfectly. And I didn't, I didn't try to figure out the how. I let go of the how of that. Yeah, I did have that moment the night before where I had that moment of doubt, like maybe we're not going to go. And then I had to slam the door text from my wife. I persisted. I persisted in the assumption that we're going to Thanksgiving dinner with my family. I wanted it. I wanted the, the joy. I'd already imagined the fun and the thrill of being with all of my family. I had family coming in from Missouri. My brother got away from his farm for a few days. He and his wife were able to come down. All of these things, I wanted to experience it. I wanted to experience a Thanksgiving like I'd never experienced before. Knowing that my awareness creates what I see as reality, what I experience comes from within me. And I wanted that fun, cool holiday that other people, you know, that storybook kind of lifetime channel, fun holiday show. I wanted to experience the fun of that, playing with the kids and all these things in a delicious dinner. And I didn't see the brakes and the tires initially as I used to have. I used to have seen that as huge obstacles that never, this isn't going to happen. No, we picked, I picked the desired end. What do I want? I want to spend it with my family, having a wonderful time out of town at my sister's house. I wanted that experience. I didn't think about all the things. I didn't worry about what to cook, what to bring. I didn't worry about when we we're going to eat. I didn't worry about getting back home, back to my hometown in time to watch the late night, uh, the, the third NFL football game. 
uh, I didn't worry about all these details that I used to worry about and try to figure out and, and try to manipulate and force. No, I just decided, what's the experience? What do I want to experience? I want to experience this fun, goofy, sappy holiday with my family. And everything fell into place. I didn't force it. I didn't force it and try to manipulate the brake job and the tires or, and all of these things. I didn't try to force the money being there to get it. All these things that I used to look at, like how is this going to happen? How do I do this? How do I do that? I got out of my head, got out of worrying about the details on how to force it to come about and just decided on what do I want? And I embodied that, the answer to that question, in the thrill of hugging my little sister in her house and wishing her a happy Thanksgiving. Just that little moment, hugging her, happy Thanksgiving. And it wasn't the scene. Don't get caught up in the scene, Make having to have a scene to have your desire come about. I just used that to pull up those feelings, that feeling of, oh, and the thrill of being there and the fun of it. Because it comes down to what you assume, what you're aware of. If you know that your awareness of being your imagination is God. And if you know that what you decide, what you assume to be true about yourself is, is what you experience, there is no one outside of you causing anything. There's nothing uh, for you to react to caused by someone else. All of that is a perceived distance in time and space and a perceived other everything you experience is based on your own awareness of what you're conscious of uh, what you're imagining what you assume to be true everything all be you know what i used to think about uh, when i first started getting getting into neville and i've talked about this before about how i used to Think of imagination, like, okay, this is a tool to use to get what I want. That's not what Neville was saying. But Neville was telling you that your consciousness, your awareness, who you are, you, you, the one listening to this right now, and me, <laughs> you are your awareness. And you are the creator of everything you experience. We see things, we perceive things as other and, and away from us. But that's not, there's no one outside of us causing anything. The world is reacting, if you want to say it that way. I like saying it that way. Either the world is responding or reacting or what you're experiencing is, comes completely from what you're conscious of. And I changed my, uh, what I wanted. I didn't want the same old boring, bloated, exhausting, pain in the butt holiday that I used to always experience. I didn't want to worry about the details, worry about the how. How are we going to do all this? How are we going to do it? No, I didn't worry about the, 
all the things that we that had to get done. In this case, in these details, these are certain details that, yeah, we to, to take our vehicle, we needed to get this done. That's the way I saw it. And so I said, we need to get the brakes, we need to get the tires, and then we're, you know, to go out of town. But I persisted in that moment, that moment that I'm hugging my sister and just knowing, absolutely knowing that we've done it, we've gone, that it's done. Persist and the world will respond. The world does not cause, it only responds to your imaginal acts. Everything responded to me, my own awareness. The car needing brakes and tires wasn't the cause. It all comes from me. Even the fact that the car needed brakes and tires. And all everything I experienced is based on what I assume to be true. Everything. There's nothing outside of me for me, for my experience. Everything I experience in my life comes from my own consciousness, my own awareness. Uh, let me get back to the word persist. That's what I want to talk about this week. Um, there's a couple of definitions uh, I've noticed lately. It's funny when I've, I've been thinking about the word persist, because Neville always talks about it. Persist, persistent assumption, persist in your... Uh, assumption that your dream is, is fulfilled. Persist, persist, persist. And there were times where I used to think of that as a negative word. I, it had meaning, I gave it meaning where that meant, persist meant, oh, that's hard work. I don't want to do that. Persist sounds hard. You know, and, and one of the definitions does make it sound like it's hard. The one definition of persist is to continue firmly or obstinately in an opinion or a course of action in spite of difficulty, opposition, or failure. You know, you know, and I see posts on Facebook for people talking about that. I'm gonna keep getting up. I'm this in spite of how hard it is. People are trying to keep me down. They're gonna knock me down and hate on me because I'm a certain orientation or a certain religion, or I've got, I want to shake things up and people are trying to fight me on it, but I'm just going to persist. I'm going to keep on keeping on. Well, those folks are going to keep on feeling that, keep on experiencing that. I know I did when I persisted in the assumption that life was a, was hard and that when good times come, that means something bad's coming. Oh, I got money now. That means I got to spend it on something. I just got a big chunk of money. That means the air conditioner is going to go out or I'm, <laughs> the car is going to die. There goes the transmission. You know, you can't, if you get something good, something bad's on its way. And that's exactly what I used to experience. Okay, so back to persist. There's another definition of persist. And I, this is my, cho my choice, my favorite one. Continue to exist. Continue to exist. It comes from... Uh, persist comes from two Latin words. Uh, per, I'm not sure if that's how you pronounce it in Latin, but it means the, through, steadfastly, and sestere, 
to stand. Forgive me if I'm not pronouncing the Latin right, but it comes from the two words that means to stand through steadfastly. To stand through. And I like the definition I found, the second definition, continue to exist. And so that's what I did this week, and that's what I do every day. Whether we want, whether we realize it or not, we're persisting. We're continuing to exist in our assumptions, in our own awareness of being, what, what, how, how we identify ourselves. If I continue to exist in the assumption that I'm unlucky in love, then what I experience is, shows me what I'm continuing to exist in. Whatever I'm continuing to exist in is what I experience. There's no, it, there's no other. Uh, there's no, sometimes this is the case and other times not. No, from my own experience. What I continue to exist in is exactly what I experience. Not just when I'm trying to manifest money or just when I'm manifesting uh, a smaller waste. It's not just certain things. We're not just using our imagination or the power of assumption, uh, playing whack-a-mole with our imagination, trying to fix stuff. Oh, I want that, and I want that, I want that. Fix that, fix that, fix that. Get rid of them, dump them. No, that still implies, for me, that implies that there's something separate from us. Even using imagination like that, it still, for me, used to imply that it's just a tool that's separate from me. I'm using my imaginal toolbox. No, it, it's everything about me is what I experience. Neville calls it imagination. And he also calls it your awareness of being, your consciousness. Whatever you want to call it. I watched a video. Somebody sent me a link to a video. A guy uh, got read studies Neville, but then he started talking about the quantum field. I don't, I don't really, I'm not going to get into studying science. <laughs> I don't need to. I don't need to, to find another way to explain it because I'm not trying to, uh, I have no need to convince you that what I'm talking about is true. So I don't need to find scientific evidence. It, it is interesting hearing about the quantum field and, and molecule uh, atoms and even now molecules in tests showing that they can exist in more than one place at the same time. I already knew that. I already knew from my own experience with my imagination, with my awareness, that everything is up to my own awareness, that there's infinite possibilities, infinite potentialities, infinite states, like Neville says. Infinite, because each one of us is different. Uh, around here, where I live, boudin, it's a, it's a sausage-type dish, and it's stuffed with rice and well, all kind of, all kind of meats and, and seasoning, uh, I'm not going to get, you know, it might gross you out if I tell you about the original boudin, what they used in it and how they made it. But it's a delicious sausage type uh, food that we have around where I live. Now, boudin, <laughs> I liked it. For me, this was an interesting uh, way to look at it. That every, every, no matter where I get, I get boudin from, it's called boudin around here, but every place has something different. No, no two boudins taste alike. So, 
my state, what I see as my, as my ideal state, is going to be completely different than yours because it's coming from your own awareness. So uh, if I say wealthy, a wealth, living, living from a wealthy state or living from a healthy state or happy, whatever, however you want to condition your I amness, your desired state, it's going to be different than mine. So I, I don't, I used to look for people and to get, well, what about this state? What should I, what's this state? You know, what, and try to mimic my awareness, mimic what I wanted. Like, okay, well that, he says this is what wealth means to him. So that's what I want. I want to do that. And it just didn't work for me. And a while back, I, it kind of dawned on me like, duh, it's up to me. What I see as my ideal state is absolutely, completely up to me. No one else. Yeah, I can use, I do think of other people, my experience with other people, and think, wow, I like that. I like what they do. And incorporate aspects. But I make my ideal state completely and absolutely me. And I know my state is completely unique compared to anybody else's because it's mine and yours is yours. And that's what's so beautiful. <laughs> it is so wonderful to realize that everything I experience is up to me. And I'm not getting into thinking about blaming and crediting and all, you know, it's just every experience I have, I now know this is a response to me. And, and even saying it responds to me, at least for me, sounds like there is a little bit of a separateness or a delay. But there is no delay. Even in time, uh, let me read a quote. Uh, I'm gonna, let me see if I want to read this quote real quick. If this is the... Yeah. Let me read this quote from Neville real quick. <clears throat> Every moment, become conscious of the moment. What are you doing? I am now accepting the fact that I am a noble, dignified, wonderful being that my father is proud of, the son who is like him. So I will not hear or accept as true anything other than that which contributes to that noble concept I will hold for myself. For I will see that I am secure, and maybe a headline would startle the world, but I will not accept it. For if I don't admit to it, it can't proceed out of me. For all things, when they are admitted, are made manifest, not unless they are admitted. So he is uh, talking about his consciousness every moment, being aware of what he's contemplating, what he's conscious of. And he describes being a noble uh, person who his father is proud of. And that's, that's a state. I can come up with all types of variations of that. And each one of us is different. So what is your ideal state? And not uh, what I used to do, I never really changed my dwelling place. You know, I uh, talk about changing states and the state of the wish fulfilled like Neville talks about. And I always, uh, not always, but there was a time where I looked at it as, okay, more money. Okay, we need this fixed. We need uh, new flooring. We need this and that. So I was constantly just using my imagination. Like, and those are states, if you want, you know, because it's what you're conscious of is a state. 
Neville also calls it a mood, a state of consciousness, what you're aware of being. So I was, you know, I knew to use the tools to get this and that, to, to be healed, but I never, uh, not never, but I, for a time, I didn't change who I was, my concept of myself, the, the core of me, my ideal state or my dwelling place, like Neville says. Until one day I changed that. I, when it dawned, that day had dawned on me. And, and I had this, these days of this death. And I talked about this last time, I think. These days of death were the old me, which is dying off. The me that relied on other people, that always sought help from other people, was dying off. So this new me, this new concept of myself, this awareness of that this is all reacting and responding to me. It's a real-time, live response to me, to what I'm conscious of. There is no delay. Anything, we, we, we perceive a delay and we perceive a distance. We perceive that our wish took or needs to take a certain amount of time to come about. We perceive that it's over there. We just perceive that. It's the way we understand it. And uh, there's a video, I'm gonna put the link in the description by Jill Noel on her channel, that kind of talks about this. And it's funny that this is kind of the stuff I wanted to talk about this week. And then I see her new video kind of talks about this too. The, this distance, we pull it, it's a distance, appears distant from us to give it an experience of reality. But there is no delay in time and space. We just perceive that. So you don't have to imagine that you're the new you is going to take time. No, it takes as long as it takes for you to assume that new state of consciousness. Who do you want to be? Think of the ideal state. You want to be a fantastic mom and a provider? Think of all those. You can call it whatever you want. You can call it super dad, super mom. It's your world and you're creating it. So what state do you want to live in? What, what state do you, who do you want to be? Okay, think about that state. Don't just jump into an imaginal scene and trying to feel it to be real. Give it some thought, have some fun with it. Okay, well, who is this person? This state has what in it? Because the state of consciousness, whatever you're aware of being, that's where your, your reactions, your thoughts, your manifestations, everything about you comes from this, your state of consciousness. You just change your state of consciousness. So have fun with it. Who do I want to be? What does this state have? I'm a this state has. Uh, I'm a master manifester. I provide. I spoil the hell out of my kids. I spoil them. So what? That's fun. What do they want to have for them? We provide. We have money. Money's not an issue. We get to be like the cool dad down the street. The cool parents, we get to go, we go do things and have fun with our kids. We experience the fun of taking them ice skating during the holidays and traveling for the holidays. Whatever you want to put in that state, you decide the attribute and the aspects that you want to experience because it's just you. <laughs> so decide what you want to experience. Put those all in that state. That's who you want to be. And assume 
the reality of it. What would it feel like to be that person? And just dwell on it. And it really is. There's no magic to it. There's no magic scene. There's no affirmation. There's nothing I can tell you to do except to accept the fact that it's true. Decide that it's done for you. And I know you may be thinking, oh, but I've tried that and it's so hard and it's hard. I only do little things because that's what you assume to be true. You assume that it, you can only do the little things and it takes time to develop the skills to do the big things. Well, what's big and what's small in your world? What's big? I was healed. I had brain damage and permanently disabled. I couldn't walk. I was incontinent. I couldn't, I had to use crutches and I was stuck in a wheelchair. And that was the, that's what got me started with Neville. The day I got out of the wheelchair and no, no more symptoms. So some people, when I tell that story, they say, well, that's big. That's a biggie. No, it's, it's no different. It's your own awareness creating size. You determine the size. Why give anything weight or massiveness or mass and make it seem harder for you? It's only as hard as you assume it to be true. Oh, wow. I went on. How long have I been going? Let's see here. 33 minutes. Is this the longest ever of mine? So I'm going to check out, I'm going to give you the link to uh, Jill Noel's uh, channel, her first video. Uh, she explains what, I'm not sure if she would agree with me, but uh, one, a couple of things she talks about in there is what Neville talks about as, as far as thinking of your wish and thinking from your wish. And she talks about it being aware, being aware of that, being aware of wealth as opposed to being aware of being wealthy, being healthy. And I think for me, it was the same, kind of like what Neville talks about, thinking of your wish. Yeah, it's there. Or thinking from it. I am that. Hmm. It's a subtle difference in the way we, uh, at least for me, in the way we think about it. But then that little shift, that, I can tell you from my own experience, that shift and persistence, persisting in that shift and from thinking of to thinking from, from being aware of it to being aware of being it, that little shift makes all the difference. If you persist, continue to exist, continue to exist in that new state of being, in that new awareness of this is who I am. Not just when you go to bed at night, all the time. Because you are you. Your awareness is you. So to say you have to wait and do it at a session is why? Because you're constantly, you, you cannot get away from your own awareness. You can never get away from yourself. You can, in and from my experience in meditation in moments where I have become just aware, I was just down to the fundamental awareness. I didn't even have an identity as Mike. That was a beautiful time. It's a beautiful uh, experience. I had the first one, the first time I had, it's beautiful every time, but the first time was like, wow, to just be aware and then to, to notice 
the changes of when I go from just the fundamental awareness of being and then aware of being me, all of these things. You can't get away from that. So why wait? Don't wait for a session. Don't wait till you go to bed or wait till you get home and write it down. Start right now assuming you are that person. You are the ideal state. You're in charge. And the only way you're, the reason you're listening to me is because you brought this into your own existence. I didn't market this to you. If you're listening to this, you brought this into your, your own experience, not me. I'm talking to myself right now. <laughs> okay. Oh, one more thing. And also, from I, I was been thinking about the word persist and how uh, it used to have the negative connotation for me until I found this second definition to continue to exist. And I looked at the, looking at the Latin sources, uh, so, uh, roots of it, to take a stand, to stand, to stand through steadfastly. And then I heard in Jill Noel's video, she defines the word exist, existence. And uh, it's got the same, one of the same root words as persist, to take a stand, to stand. And that's what we're doing. Listen to her video to find out, uh, to hear her, her explanation of existence. I loved it. I loved the way she explained existence. And persist. If the word persist sounds, uh, you don't like the, what it, how it makes you feel, use the definition. Continue to exist in your ideal state. And that ideal state has all the manifestations that you want. You don't have to just stay in your crappy state and just try to fix stuff. Fix, fix, fix. Playing whack-a-mole. Become someone else. Change who you are. And all these wonderful things come with it, if that's what you want. Oh, man, what a great day. I've been looking forward to doing this pod, this episode for, uh, well, all week. Because I knew when I first decided that we're going to Thanksgiving dinner uh, for the holidays out of town, I knew that day that I was going to talk about it in this episode. Hmm. I love you guys. This is Feeling Twisty.